0: space through Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Periscope. Stu is also the Spymaster Director of our Mystery Shopping Report. He dispatches our secret shopper weekly to an unsuspecting South Florida dealership. And now, on with the show. Good morning, everybody. Good to be back. This is Earl Stewart Live, and this is Earl on cars. We've been doing this for a long time. Welcome back, our regular listeners, and I hope we have a lot of new listeners and viewers. In case you're new, uh, it's an unusual show. We're a show on how not to get ripped off by your car dealer. That's kind of a crude expression, but car dealers uh, for many, many years, let's call it rounded off to 100 years, have been selling cars the same way. About the only retail business anywhere that you have to go in and argue with a salesman to get a good price. I use the word argue, I mean haggle, hassle, argue, what it doesn't make any difference. Can you imagine going into Publix or going into Walgreens and arguing with the pharmacist or arguing with the uh, salesperson about what you're going to pay for a loaf of bread? Well, that's what you do when you buy a car. So, uh, we've devoted the last 20 years to try to help you avoid that hassle. And uh, with technology uh, moving at warp speed, uh, artificial intelligence and, and the cloud and uh, you know, the, the internet—you uh, know—made a huge difference. Search engines. There's a lot of things out there, tools available to us today to educate us, and uh, we, we can avoid being taken advantage of. Now, remember, the enemy—I <laughs> hate to say it—but you know, car dealers can be considered the enemy. Uh, car dealers—they have a lot of technology on their side too. So it's not a—it's still a, a fight. And uh, That's what the show is. Earl on Cars. It's a call-in talk show. That's the way it started out. Now it's not a, a radio show just anymore. It's a viewing show. I'm not sure what they call streaming. And We've got streaming on Facebook. Facebook.com forward slash Earl on Cars. And we have YouTube. YouTube streaming. That's our best streamer. Uh, you YouTube folks out there. Uh, we've got a very good following. Rick Kearney sitting to my right. Our certified diagnostic master technician who will answer anything you can think of about your car, technically, any electronical, uh, mechanical, uh, computerized, uh, you name it, Rick can answer. Rick monitors the YouTube channel. So youtube.com forward slash rolling cars. You can post there. You can post on Facebook. Or, of course, we do have the old-fashioned telephone. And my wife and partner, Nancy Stewart, uh, to my left. She monitors those phone calls. If you don't have a question right now, you probably don't, but if you uh, are going to watch the show for a few minutes, you might want to jot it down if you're not driving your car or something. Uh, The call-in number is 877-960-9960. 877-960-9960. Now, you hear that number a lot. Uh, We're on for two hours from 8 to 10 Eastern Standard Time. We give the number out a lot because the number is uh, when we can, it's a better dialogue, audio on telephone, live telephone, if there's such a term. Uh, We we, we get your personality, your sense of humor, or maybe you're angry. We get your anger comes across, uh, your confusion, your whatever it is. You know what I'm talking about. Uh, I don't think email or texting, uh, computers are never going to replace the human language uh, face-to-face or whether it's face-to-face or conveyed electronically. Uh, the human voice is something that uh, is pretty inbred in us. We understand you better. So please give us a call at 877-960-9960, 877 877- We won't keep you waiting. At least we'll do our very best. Uh, We have five lines coming in to the radio station here in North Palm Beach, Florida. And uh, those five lines, we watch carefully to turn them over. So we will always try to get to you over uh, the text. We have a text number I'll give you in just a second. Uh, Or the YouTube posting or the Facebook posting. Uh, We do all those. But we also stop what we're doing. And Nancy Stewart, sitting to my left, she'll tap on the shoulder me or Rick or Stu Stewart, my son, uh, to interrupt us in a polite way to get to telephone calls. So we we won't keep you waiting too long. Now, I said we had a text number. Most of you prefer text, or at least the YouTube or the Facebook postings. The text number is 772 497 6530. That's And we might not get to the text right away, but we will try to catch up. And uh, by the end of the two-hour term, we will get to all of our text. And uh, we also have another uh, uh, source of uh, leads or comments or opinions, and that's unique. Nobody, I don't know anyone that uses this. I don't mean, there are a lot of companies use it, a lot of blue chip companies use it for their feedback from their customers and from their employees. It's called anonymous feedback. Uh, If you will write this URL, this website number down, youranonymousfeedback.com. Your, Y-O-U-R-A-N-O-N-Y-M-O-U-S, feedback. Just the way it sounds, F-E-E-D-B-A-C-K.com. That way, we get your message, but we don't know who you are, where you are. Uh, you can check a box when you post your inquiry on youranonymousfeedback.com. Say, uh, please answer me. But if you, unless you check that box, we can't even answer you on the your anonymous f- feedback. So we will see it, and we will read it on the air, and we will not censor it except for, you know, what I have to to it for is a radio show, profanity and vulgarity, but the essence of your message will come through. And we encourage your total um, candor. If you don't like the show, if you don't like car dealers, if you don't like uh, anybody, you, know? <laughs> if you if you want to. You know how sometimes you just like to tell it like it is? That's your, that's your source of really venting and saying what you want to say. Youranonymousfeedback.com. So uh, I'm going to uh, turn the mic over to Nancy Stewart. I think she's ready. Uh, she has some last-minute preparation going there, and she's monitoring her laptop computer. So remember, if you call, Nancy sees it, and she tells us. She's a co-founder of the show going back 20 years. I don't, It might be 22 years. It might be 18 years. I round numbers off on this show sometimes. Uh, but anyway she's in from the get-go she's a strong advocate for the females in our audience we're almost 50 50 now of the callers and posters uh, texters are female started to show off it was a old boys club only the guys were were on the show so Nancy Stewart has a special offer for first-time lady callers and the mic is all yours
1: thank you good morning everyone and welcome to another exciting show we love your company you're a huge part of the show and uh we love uh talking with you receiving your texts youtubes face everything that's what makes the show uh are you wondering where all those flood cars are headed probably right here to our back door wow the rain up in the northeast has been incredible uh also we have our mystery shopping report this morning uh it's from porsche It mm-hmm. should be very interesting and uh if you haven't picked up your consumer report there is a lot of information in the august edition and it it they they really inform uh and they really test thoroughly and they suggest you know whatever vehicle they feel is you know really safe and the best for you so uh, pick up that uh, edition of uh, your uh, consumer report also for the ladies fifty dollars for the first two new lady callers we have built a platform here that is incredible because of all of you out there and because you call in on Saturday mornings and we love making it worth your while fifty dollars for the first two new lady callers sit back enjoy the show and stay with us for the next two hours we have a dog coming in again and uh the dog's name is roy and he roy roy Roy. (laughs) that's my pittsburgh accent roy um anyway he's so cute And you don't want to miss him, and he'll be here uh, just about, oh, I think 9.30, if I'm not mistaken. Now back to the recovering car dealer.
0: Well, let's get into some texting, if you got any text over there still. I know there's a couple of interesting anonymous feedbacks.
2: They were interesting this morning, for sure. (laughs) But I'll kick it off with Anne-Marie's text. I don't want to disappoint her. Anne-Marie says, uh, good morning. Every time I rent a car, I discover something that's really annoying such as headrests that can't be adjusted, uncomfortable seats, or trying to figure out where the manufacturer hid the release for the door over the gas cap. Uh, what are your pet peeves annoyances when it comes to rental
0: cars? <laughs> I, ha- I, share it, I share it totally. I, yeah. I think we all do. Yeah.
2: yeah, I've been renting a lot of cars uh, lately, you know, with my kids out of town. And um, I'm experiencing the opposite. Um, I've been driving Toyotas since I was 16 years old, with a, with a few exceptions like that ill-fated or ill-advised tesla journey i did um but um um i like driving non-toyota i i, I get to experience other makes of cars because i usually just i'm driving around Toyotas. so like i told i think we talked about on the show um i rented like subarus i discovered that subarus were great cars just from from rendering them um i didn't have a bad experience with a bmw suv which i was expecting it to be um Uh, garbage and it was it was it was pretty neat had all the high-tech stuff um but what amory said like the gas cap stuff um that happens to me every time i i get into a toyota (laughs) because even toyota has different places or means for opening the gas cap my um the the forerunner i got out and didn't have a button you just pulled open the lid the new one i'm driving
0: you're a very unusual person i'm surprised at the answer i there's nothing that drives me more nuts than getting into somebody else's car a rental car because you have you drive you drive one car for a while, and you tend to get used to it. You're used to Toyotas, well, yeah. so you put me in a Subaru or a Lincoln or a uh, Mercedes. Yeah. Uh, I'm uh, by the time I turn the car back in, I finally figured out where everything is.
2: Well, I take a minute, but the other neat thing, though, by the way, this takes a lot out of that. Is most of the cars now will have Apple CarPlay um, or Android Android yeah. CarPlay. So you know all your navigation, all of you know your entertainment stuff. You already know it because it's your phone.
0: Yeah, you know I'll tell you one thing with with my Tesla. You know I had never driven a Tesla before, and I still haven't got used to the fact that the horn is a small black button on a black steering wheel on the top of the steering wheel. Now, how do you hit a horn? I've been driving for too long. I mean, all my life, and when the when car whoops out in front of you, here's my, if, if you're streaming this, here's my reaction. Right. I reach out for the horn. Well, all I'm doing is hit my steering wheel with a Tesla, yeah. and then for yeah. me to hit the horn.
2: Is, I don't think that's the only car that had stupid horn buttons. I think there's- I
0: Oh, there are others. Yeah, weren't
2: there like domestics yeah. that had two buttons on the side of the wheel? I remember seeing like-
0: Well, that's Ann Marie's point, uh, I yeah. think, is that you have- You
2: have to learn things, yeah. learn the yeah. car yeah. all over again. Yeah, exactly, yeah.
0: and, and for uh, any rental car, uh, people out there that you know are in the business, or uh, if you call the show, we'd love to hear from you. 877-960-9960. As usual, Anne Marie, she's our smartest caller, and that is one of her very best questions. I mean, if you're if you're worried about safety, and you have somebody come in off the street, they've been driving a, a Ford, uh, you know, whatever expedition their entire life, and they and you put them into a Subaru, and that you put them on the highway. Uh, they don't know uh, where a lot of stuff is, and that's yeah. not a safe now thing I'd to like do. to
2: say steady up the <laughs> night before, but you don't know what car you're going to get until you get there. Exactly, yeah. You exactly. know, to
1: your point, it's uh, best to figure all that out. That's the greatest advice before well, you hit the road.
2: Well, if you can, because you don't know <laughs> if you're going to get a, a Ford or a BMW yeah. when you get there. You
1: sit, sit in that lot, check it out, and make sure you know what you're doing that's, before you get on yeah. the road. That's you before know. you drive off. How, How long to, you know, have we been driving time? the Tesla? A long time. Uh, the horn uh, t- a very very much a you're about, distraction you're
2: about sixty percent of the way there
1: yeah and uh, with earl his hand covers the yoke so that little button that's such a distraction it's not even worth so you, you just, know thinking he just, about you just blowing start horn. hitting
2: widely at the wheel it just yeah. starts swatting at it <laughs> okay is that what you do dad <laughs> i'm trying to picture you
1: there just you go the wheel. there you go
0: <laughs> are you two having fun
1: we are. Okay, we're, we're having a sure ball. Everybody out here is having fun. Hey, hey, Lisa, up interrupts? Stu. Are this, you having be, fun? I listening am. to us right here, <laughs> Earl on Cars? I hope so. Give us a call and let us know. Eight seven seven nine six zero ninety nine sixty. Or you can text us at 772-497-6530 four nine seven six five three zero. Don't forget your anonymous well, a dot com.
3: On that one note of like figuring out things with cars. One of the first things that a lot of people have an issue is what side is the gas filler on? Yeah. Here's a little tip. Arrow. Look, on, yeah, look at your <laughs> gas gauge and you'll see the little pump there, there's usually a little arrow pointing to the left or right really? and that tells you which side the filler neck is on. Now I it know, used to I, be... I,
0: I've never seen that. I would bet you that's not true, but I know you're not right.
3: A, not on your Tesla. Oh. <laughs> but here's here's another one <laughs> well, a lot of manufacturers before they before they actually started putting that little arrow to tell you that you it was on the left or right or
0: Mars by saying on some cars yeah,
3: yeah. well almost all of well, them now have it except is there an electric arrow? cars is there
2: an arrow that points to what side is charging port his charging
3: ports on that can be but uh. when they had that little fuel pump symbol it was what side the hose was on very subtle but they, if, if the hose oh, is yeah, on yeah. the left, the filler neck was on the left. Well, I did it. was reversed. Well, now it was on that the you right. told people, well, they know that. now they put the arrow.
0: Why don't the manufacturers say that when they sell you the car? or The yeah. dealer tell you that. The dealers don't know it.
2: I don't and know why. Why do you, there's an iPhone app out now that you can scan your dashboard? Or I know, I'm sorry. iPhone will be able to interpret the symbols <laughs> on your dashboard by shooting shooting your camera at it. Yeah. Um, In the next
1: update. All the time that's saved. Can you imagine cursing and screaming and hollering? 877-960-9960. Give us a call. We'd love to hear from you. And don't forget, you can text us. I'm going to hop right on the phone calls right now, interrupt Sue for a minute. Uh, We have uh, Bob, who's holding. Hang on a minute, Bob. Doug, will get right with you. And uh, Elsa, don't go anywhere. Good morning, Bob. Bob's calling us from Lake Park.
4: Good morning, everyone. Welcome. Well, it seems to have been another uh, Takata ad bag fatality. Uh, The first ever for the passenger side. And this was in a uh, 20-year-old Ram truck, I believe. And so I remember years ago, you used to tell people to drive their cars till the wheels fall off. (laughs) And now people are driving their cars for so long they, yeah. they, they could get killed from these airbags.
0: You know? Yeah, that's a sad, sad uh, comment. Is, is uh, we really, really, as you probably remember, pushed and pushed and pushed and raised all kinds of hell about the fact that these Takata airbags were not being recalled, and, and right. when they were recalled, they, uh, the people were ignoring it. it. It's a sad fact of life that people don't bring the cars back in. The manufacturers. Some of them do a good job of trying to notify the owners. Some of them do a terrible job. But recalls are just—it uh, uh, got—it got so bad, and the more we, the more we sc- screamed about it, the less anybody cared. And uh, total apathy on the part of the owners to bring the cars in to get them fixed.
4: Right. I wanted to ask, Stu, uh, They have uh, specially designed rail cars. Uh, to ship automobiles. Mm-hmm. And I understand there's a shortage. I understand General Motors has 70,000 vehicles that are built that are sitting up in the Detroit area that can't be shipped.
0: I haven't heard that. I also,
4: mm. Yeah. And I also heard that the Hummer, uh, because of the weight of the Hummer, I guess that new Hummer are not. Weighs around nine thousand pounds, oh, and God. and they can only put it on the bottom rail of the rail car. Wow! So it's it's also it's creating a logistics
2: nightmare. Oh wow! Um, I know that there's a lot of um, Toyota uses a, a lot of rail shipping uh, within the United States to their um, uh, distribution uh, centers. Haven't heard of any, um, you know, any issues with that. Now, you know, interestingly, uh, dealers and manufacturers have has cars have changed. Do have to like You know, upgrade. Like for example, in the shop, like as we've gotten bigger trucks, we had to get special uh, uh, lifts. And then also, I think for some of the electric cars, that's another going to be another consideration with the batteries.
3: Yeah, the like the BZ4X has its own special adapter system for yeah to get lifting it. That's not as exciting
2: as trains, but. uh, (laughs) I
4: saw something else. The inflation numbers came out this week, Mm -hmm. and the the uh, they itemized it. And the number one uh, item, used cars, that has given up the most. No, it wasn't actually used cars, but it was car repair. Yeah. The cost of getting your car pa- repaired is astronomical. It's going up crazy. Yeah. And I was wondering if you had any suggestions how someone might navigate circumvent uh, getting killed when they want to get there when they have an issue with their car. Yeah.
0: Bob, I think they, I think what you're seeing partly in that phenomenon is that there's so little to have to repair or maintain on a car now that car dealers, I mean, they were required by the manufacturers for for all these years and probably even now to a large extent to build very large, very expensive service departments with a lot of very expensive auto lifts. Uh, very expensive diagnostic equipment and machinery, training. Uh, car dealers invest more money in their service department, and I can include parts probably in that because they have a lot of money tied up in parts. So the manuf- the manufacturers have required the dealers to come up with these big, high-cost overhead departments, or else they won't let you have a franchise. Now,
4: Well, the, aver- the average time that a person is holding on to their car now is also, I think I saw, is there somewhere around twelve years?
0: Yeah, that's right.
4: So you, so I don't care how good they build the car. No, it's, it's
0: years, you know, things are going to go. Yeah, Bob. My my point is this: the car is built well, and so the way the dealer has to make money is to charge yes. more for what little he does. And I think the 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 question is: how can you avoid the, this issue? Is is just be sure you don't have anything done to the car that doesn't need to be done. Stick with the owner's manual recommendation on maintenance. It's very even if you bought the car ten years ago, the maintenance is is far less than it was if you bought the car 20 years ago. And if you bought the car five years ago, you have virtually no maintenance. It's just almost nominal. And if you miss maintenance, I hate to say this, Rick uh, sitting here will be angry at this, but if, it miss, if you miss maintenance, it's no big explode. deal. I mean, Your car's not going to blow up. Yeah, the car's not going to blow up. So uh, when you go into a car dealer service department, picture yourself driving into a den of wolves very hungry because they don't have anything to do. And the service salespeople are waiting for you. They get paid on commission, and here comes this car that doesn't have very many problems. So guess what they got to convince you your car does have problems, and that's where you pay a whole lot of money So be careful, shop at compare prices, get a second opinion. Don't go into the first independent repair shop or car dealership and take their word for what they say you have to have done if it's not on the Owner's manual. If, it's the, if the manufacturer didn't recommend it, don't have it done.
2: Bob, what kind right. of car I, do you
4: drive? I have a, I have a question for Rick. Uh, my uh, TPMS battery in one of my tires went, went dead. Uh, you know, the car is eight, a little over eight and a half years old. And I'm going to go buy the part. What, what is it going to run me, generally speaking? Rick, before to, you answer that, pull-
0: I, I just want to alert. We have four callers on the line oh, okay. now. So All so right. please be patient. We're going to answer this question for Bob, and we'll be right with you. Go ahead, Rick.
3: Uh, right. What type of car so pull- is it, Bob?
4: It's a, it's a Mustang. They, i got to pull off. I, I guess the tire has to come off, and uh, I'm going to buy the part. What, what are they going to whack me for, to take the tire off, replace the uh, TPMS and i guess they would uh, reprogram it maybe it'll relearn
3: itself i'm not quite sure sometimes they do um well most of them do need to be programmed some some will learn it by themselves at our dealership the total cost on that would be about 200 to 250 dollars yeah, without the pot that's part that included yeah if i if i go buy the pot that, and i bring it somewhere. Well, that, that's part part and labor at our shop if you if you came in And needed one replaced. That's about 250.
0: Bob, thanks a lot for the call. We got five callers now, so please call again. You're a great caller. We'll talk to you next week. We enjoy
1: talking to you. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you. Have a good weekend, everyone. Thank you. You You too, Bob. 877 960 9960. Give us a text at 772 497 6530. We're going to go to Doug, who's calling us from Boca. Good morning, Doug.
5: Good morning, guys. Hope you're having a great day. We are. I was just calling to tell briefly about my experience at a dealership. Won't mention the name, but it was kind of because I'm friends with the dealership's son. And so I wanted a car, not even going to mention the car, but <laughs> it, it's a sought after car. And I think I talked to you about it last show. But um, yes. what happened the final day I went there, went in there, and they agreed to a, a, a price, which I believe, was M S R P and then they they told me they couldn't do it that instead that they were gonna um, give me a price of um, instead of 48000 um and then they made it forty nine thousand so I just very nicely you know said my goodbyes. Well
0: Walked I I out. I'm really sorry Doug, I know I know exactly what uh, dealer you're talking about and I'll respect your request not to mention it and I know why and uh, but uh, again it's just a sad state statement on the culture that car dealers live by today and honesty and transparency is lacking so uh, uh, I'm sorry you had that bad experience but uh, uh, and,
5: and the final thing was I did get a call from the son and he apologized to me yesterday
2: you got the report, good, huh? From the, yep, from the sales manager.
1: Very good. Yeah. Well. So very good.
0: Apologies. Well, uh, it's good. okay to apologize, but <laughs> you know. It's a step in like, the right direction. That's like that's like when you rob a bank and then you call up and apologize. I mean, you know, the crime's been committed. So, but nice, nice to have the apology though. I understand.
2: What was the car? Yep. Don't 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 tell us the dealer's went into the car.
0: I forgot. Uh, it'll it'll give it, it away you, if he I tells the care. car. You were here last week. I was. I can't
2: remember the car though. I'm thinking.
5: Yeah, it was a Toyota Corolla GR. <laughs> oh, that's right,
2: right, 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 but, right,
5: right. So I kind of like giving up on that. I'm just going to keep my car for now and. Good choice. Yeah. I can't. I don't want to obsess over cars. You know. <laughs> exactly. it's like we, got, we
0: got five callers here. We're going right to have to right now, jump off. Thanks very much for letting us know. We appreciate it.
1: Give us a call again, okay, Doug. Love you guys. ladies. Thanks. Love you too. Thank you. Ladies, do you have a purchasing or servicing experience you'd like to share? Give us a call toll-free. You can win yourself $50 this morning, the first two new lady callers, 877-960-9960. And also, you know, other women are listening, can learn from your experience. So that's an incentive right there. We're going to go to Boynton Beach, where Elsa's holding, and she is a first-time caller. Good morning. Good morning welcome I have you a, just won yourself I, fifty dollars if you stay on the line when we're finished you can give uh Jeremy you can give Jeremy in our control room your contact information and I'll get that check out to you
6: you mean a real check real money not not 50 off a new car
2: <laughs> it's uh, 50 euro bucks
1: <laughs> what can we do for you this morning
6: okay I have I bought a used car for the I don't know first time in 40 years, Uh, it was a 20 Toyota Corolla. And I cannot get, it smells, somebody must have had it outside and it smells like cat stuff in there. You know, it's just like an animal smell. And not always, but sometimes it does. And it drives me crazy. And I don't know what to do to get that out. I sprayed, and I can't get it out. And also, it's very slow when I have a stoplight to start. I have to really push down on the pedal and the dealer says, well, there's nothing wrong with it. It's fine, you know. Um, but I don't like it, so I don't
3: know what to do about it. Except right. come out to eat. Um, the acceleration issue is something I'd, I'd have to check on to, you know, check with the scan tool, see if there's anything odd going on there. Uh, yeah. As for the odor, my it's just kind of a, a grasping at straws. Uh, you might try to get a container of damp rid and put that in the car. Sometimes uh-huh. if there's moisture building up in certain areas, that can kind of bring those odors out. And Dampered is designed to absorb the moisture from the air. So just leaving that, say, set it in the back seat and just let it sit there with all the windows up on a good sunny day. And that may help reduce a lot of that for you.
1: Are you Are you yeah. familiar uh, with the, the Dampered product?
6: Oh, I've used it, yeah.
1: Yeah, I, I thought so. Uh, we all have, haven't we? But we just don't realize how effective it can be and I have. I've put it in my car and that's my go-to product. It could possibly help.
6: Yeah, it's just a stench for, you know, like cat pee.
1: Oh, that's uh, terrible.
6: Yeah, it is. And it's driving me crazy and it, the cars in the garage by me, but the guy uh, must have had it outside and maybe an animal got in there, you know, you never know.
1: Absolutely. Um, it,
6: yeah, I was like a year old when I got it and had 8,000 miles on it. So, you know, but I just, that was in 2020 when the cars weren't that plentiful and they talked me into yeah. it while I was at the service, you
1: know. Well, whether you get the hanging bag or you get the bucket or whatever it is or the damp ride, I can guarantee you it's going to make an impact on your problem. Elsa, yeah. um, we have oh. so many calls backed up. Uh, do you have any yeah, other okay. questions?
6: No, that's fine right now. I'm, I'm happy that you've... Uh, Gave me that hint on the damp damper i've never done it because it smells i have to find one that doesn't smell yeah you know the, uh, the perfume in it so okay yeah.
1: in that closed-in area it should be very effective thank you for calling please give jeremy you. your contact information and i'll get that check out to you Well, thank you very much have a wonderful weekend we are going to go to uh, mary in boynton beach and uh, mary has called before welcome again mary Hi, um,
7: thanks so much for your show. It's so valuable, especially for women. Thank you. Um, uh, I'm from Pomp- no, I'm from Pompano Beach um, uh, on A1A, but I'm up in Westchester County for a few months with family. And one of my objectives coming up here is to buy a new car, a new Subaru, and avoid the outrageous junk fees in Florida. I mean, up in New York State. The law uh, states that a dealer cannot charge more than $175 for any fees. That's the law in New York State. That's great. They have good consumer protections. What about add on uh, equipment? They have addendums with add on equipment. That's one of my questions. Um, One of the questions is I'm going to buy a Subaru Forester. Um, they have them in a lot of the um, dealerships. I've sent emails, and um, uh, and they've been texting me. But um, right now, the Subaru Forester, the new 2024, is going to come out um, in a couple of months. They said early winter. So now they're saying, if I want the car that um, I, I really uh, – I get a car that I really want, what would I would really have to order it. And that would be – they claim three months, but that would be kind of hitting the time of a new 2024. So my first question is, is it worth it to do that? I mean, should they? Costco is giving me a $1,500 um, discount. Um, and uh, if you're an executive member, um, you get at the end of at your closing when you get the car a certificate for 50 percent off up to two hundred dollars so you can buy four hundred dollars more accessories for half price um when you close on the car so they're giving me 1500 already what is the percentage that is average toward the end of a car um year in other words to to get rid of what they have on on the lot if i took one like that
2: well now i'm not quite sure how manufacturers are going to be handling especially with subaru as far as incentives typically in like normal times without this you know this this crazy you know inventory thing and all the crazy markups and the prices of cars um you would start seeing um um, dealer incentives uh, for the 2023s um but at the end of the day um it usually winds up being pretty close to the amount that you would, um, the advantage you would get by getting a year newer car. Like, you like know, Earl's talked about on the show quite a lot, um, even though the 2024 car uh, or 2023 car came out in 2024, I might be getting it wrong, <laughs> but the model of the year might come out then a different calendar year. And when you go to trade in the car or sell it, um, having a newer car is gonna be more valuable. Um, I agree. But um, right now, I, I, it remains to be seen what's happening. We don't have any.
0: Yeah, Mary, um, all bets are off. Yeah. The manufacturers today, uh, what you said is was very true three years ago, pre-COVID and pre-supply chain in, in, interruption. And today, it's just a matter of how many cars do we have to sell and how much can we get. Yeah. And the uh, manufacturers are really skimping on rebates and yeah. incentives.
2: To- Toyota has no cash incentives. Yeah, yeah. So it's a so Subaru probably doesn't. It's
0: happen. a seller's market, and Subaru is a great car. Uh, you did a really smart thing by going to uh, New York State to buy it, where they they cap the dealer fee at 175. That saves you hundreds of dollars, maybe thousands of dollars in South Florida. Yeah. And uh, I would, uh, I get would, you know, I'd get two or three bids from uh, two or three other uh, New York Subaru dealers and go with the lowest price uh, uh, on the
2: 24 on
0: the newer yeah, one. on the 24. Absolutely on the 24. Yeah, uh, it's it's. Uh, there's a, You know, five years from now, when you decide to trade that in, nobody's going to know whether you bought that in late 2023 or late 2024. Uh, they just see the year make that you bought, and that is the way the books and the auctions and the buyers and sellers look at it. A 2024 is worth a lot more money than a 2023, so take the 2024 and you got a good deal on it.
7: Okay. And the other thing I wanted to ask was, um, they've got a lot of the 2023s on the lot, okay? And the, a lot of them have uh, accessories um, and options that I don't want. How flexible, in general, are dealers when they want to get something off the lot um, as far as, you know, coming down in price? If I say, look, I really don't want $600 worth of interior LED lights.
2: Not often. It, it can be done, sometimes that's put there to play with, but like Earl said, in this in this climate, um, they can get it. it. It's like you said, it's a seller's market, so you can say, well, I'm not paying for $700 worth of nitrogen, and they can say, okay, because they know that they're likely going to sell $700 of nitrogen on that car to, to another customer. Um, it, once they start thinking that the customers are drying up and don't want to pay it, then uh, then you're going to, to see more wiggle wiggle room appearing. <laughs> but right now, there's not much. And probably not with Subaru, Subaru dealers. We're only seeing it on mystery shopping reports, on G, some domestic dealers like GM, um, like you know gm and and gmc and things like that
1: mary uh excuse me Stu. um i just want to let you know i have several calls backed up and i want to commend you you sound like as if that you're a very educated consumer and uh, like everyone just said here those incentives that we you know once had available to us you know they're few and far between if any at all so uh, you going home and uh, purchasing a vehicle is another great move that you made thank you so much for your call mary Thank you. Um, I'm an educated consumer because of you. Thank you. Thank great, you. you guys. Thank you, Mary. Spread the word for the ladies. We're going to go to Lance, who's calling us from Tennessee. And Lance has become a regular caller. Good morning, Lance.
8: Oh, yo. I've been, I've been away for a few weeks. Uh, yeah. I'd just like to say those charges of chicken stealing are <laughs> I furious know. and wrong and politically motivated.
2: Well, um, Earl can't talk about that unless we have our, our lawyer on the show, so um, we got to <laughs> steer the conversation back to cars.
8: We, we didn't steal the chickens. They followed us.
2: Okay. Could, you know, Earl has legal counsel set up for you, and we, we have a GoFundMe uh, setting up for you and
8: the rest of your crew. There you go. But I did, uh, while I was awaiting those charges, I did come up with a little tune.
1: Okay. Okay.
8: <laughs> if you want to buy, sell, or lease, call in and listen to Earl Stewart on cars to keep from getting fleeced.
1: <laughs> Bravo. Are
0: All you right. an entertainer? What What do you do for a living? He's in Nashville. Lance- he's he's uh,
2: <laughs> he, he, he's uh, he plays at the Grand Old Opry. <laughs> uh-huh.
0: <laughs> well, I I'd just like to
8: say, and I know you're busy this morning. Uh, your show is very entertaining, and I always like to add a little levity to it. Uh, oh, you do,
2: and we really appreciate are Getting us more <laughs> listeners,
8: so, but we do believe that uh, Earl Stewart Day is on track, even though these charges, uh, <laughs> well, even though these charges are untrue, <laughs> and,
2: and the, chick- the, the chickens were returned. So that's that's. <laughs>
8: Well, some of them ended up Colonel, Colonel Sanders style.
2: Oh, oh that's boy. not our responsibility. <laughs>
8: <laughs> Thank you. Have a great day. Good show.
1: Thanks, Thanks Lance. Thank you, Lance. Thanks, Lance. Keep calling us. We love hearing from you. You're a great entertainer. We are going to go to Dominic, who's calling us from Coral Springs. Welcome, Dominic. Good morning. Good morning. Uh, Good
9: morning. I'm calling about my wife's car. She said I don't uh, want to call, uh, not because uh, she's uh, uh, embarrassed or anything, she doesn't. Uh, my daughter had already called a couple of months ago and uh took uh, part in near fifty dollars, and she was exceedingly happy with the information that she got. And my daughter, my wife just said, she just call because I don't want to, yeah, call. So I, I assume that this is a woman's call, okay? Okay, so the car. okay. So the car is peeling paint, it's a 19, uh, 2019. Hyundai Santa Fe, delaminating
1: Uh, ongoing problem.
9: So the first time we brought it in, it was half the car. They took care of it, and we asked for you know for it was spare for a week, and we said you you know uh, do you have a rental car? You know they said no, we don't do that. It's you're just in here. We'll take care of the paint for you. After about a month, then the rest of the car started delaminating. And now they want it for two weeks. And we asked again, you keep in the car for two weeks. Do you have a uh, a program that we can rent the car? Because our insurance company won't rent uh, include rental unless it's a uh, an accident. So I heard last week that uh, you said that when recalls are uh, called in, that the dealer builds in a rental car fee because the manufacturer is paying for the, the the corrections. I'm wondering, is there a way to get a car for a couple of weeks while this car is going to be in again for painting?
0: Dominic, if it's a, uh, if it's a factory recall, and you know, it sounds like Hyundai is stepping up to the plate to take care of that, Usually, they do provide uh, vehicles. I can't speak directly for Hyundai, but most other manufacturers do. I suggest that you call the manufacturer directly. If the dealer refuses to give you a loaner, call the manufacturer directly and say, uh, you know, I'm going to have my Hyundai tied up for two weeks. Uh, This is the second time I had to bring it in to fix the delaminating paint, which is a defect that you've acknowledged. I believe you should uh, furnish me with a loaner car. I think think they will do that. Uh, Just because the dealer doesn't have a car available, you should be able to go to Enterprise or a rental company, and then Hyundai should reimburse you for that charge.
9: Yeah, because we're we're without the the car because they're fixing it, the problem, for two weeks.
0: Yeah, two weeks. That's a long time, mm-hmm. and the rental car is pretty expensive so i mm-hmm. i I think a call to a Hyundai 800 number go to the website uh, Hyundai.com and you'll see a, a number 800 number and explain may, have all your numbers ready, the VIN number on your Hyundai, the name of the dealer and the issue and uh, after I talk to them, I would confirm with an email, put it in writing but I think you I think you will get a car if you go that route.
9: okay, appreciate. Appreciate
1: the information. Okay, thank, you, thank you, for call. Give us a call again. Right, uh, one more time to the ladies out there, if you'd care to give us a call and share your car b- purchasing experience, uh, your servicing, uh, give us a call, 877-960-9960. And 877 uh, 877- 960-9960. I have $50 for one more new female caller. And by uh, giving us a call, you not only win yourself $50, but uh, you can share your experience, and it really helps other female listeners and, guess what, male listeners. So give us a call, mm-hmm. 877-960-9960.
2: And, you know, there is a um, there's a class action uh, case against Sunday for the peeling paint right now. Mm. So I'm not sure if this is Hyundai reacting like one of those special programs, like we talked about, like Toyota did with the uh, peeling paint, mm-hmm. um, or if this is something just getting just getting off the uh, off the ground. So, you know, uh, um, if you're still listening, you know that might be something you could consider getting in on, <laughs> or uh, or waiting for the results of that, because it might wind up being a um, they might be compelled by the court to provide a fix.
0: Did you have a name of an attorney or a number?
2: No, this was. Uh, just uh, national news. Yeah,
0: Dominic, if you're still listening, uh, I'd Google that. Hyundai delamination.
2: Or just, just peeling paint. Class, class action. Came up, no, I guess nobody else calls it delamination, just dealers. Yeah. <laughs> it's peeling paint. Peeling I,
0: paint, yeah. class action suit Hyundai. Get the name of the law firm with a class action and put your put your hat in the, you so know, Your name in the hat and get on that class action. Doesn't cost you anything. You fill out a few papers, and if they're successful, then you get a little chunk of change. There you
2: go.
1: Yeah, it's a great idea. Um, we are going to go to Trish, who's giving us a call from West Palm Beach. Good morning, Trish.
10: Good morning. How are you guys doing? We're well,
1: thank you. Welcome All back.
10: Right. <laughs> no problem. Um, this is my second time calling. I called like a year and a half ago, talked to you,
1: oh. and
10: I did appreciate that, that gas money the last time. That helped a lot. Thank you. Um, What I do have a question, once again, it's about the same issue. I know you don't remember, but I still have the same vehicle, Volkswagen, that I bought from the dealership up the road, and the problem I have is I tried to trade it in because I'm getting a 29.5% APR. Um, It's been over three years in October, and... I'm still at the fifteen thousand dollar mark that I owe originally when I did buy it, mm-hmm. and every place I go, they keep saying that I'm upside down in the what do you call it in the in the the paying the bills.
1: Yeah, yeah, and you owe more than I, what your car's what, worth.
10: They,
0: right now they valued it at seven thousand dollars Trish let me ask you a question did you uh, you finance that car through the dealer apparently 29 um, percent uh, is extremely high annual percentage rate and um, uh, maybe it can't be done but if there was any way that you could refinance that even with today's interest rates being up, Considerably, twenty-nine uh, percent is off the chart in terms of an expense, and you'll you'll never be able to build any equity in that at uh, that kind of an interest rate. Uh, uh, do you have a, do you have a bank or a credit union, or do you know any uh, bank bankers anywhere that you could talk to about refinancing that at a lower rate than twenty-nine percent?
10: I tried to do it with my bank, Bank of America, mm-hmm. and they denied me. I say, And that's yeah. the crazy part. Even though I've been paying on time and it's been in the green,
0: mm-hmm.
10: they just don't, they're like it's too much. Yeah, And I, they can't do well, it.
0: I'd, I'd shop around to some other lenders, and uh, if you... Uh, if you if you shop around, you know there there are even credit unions you can join, even though you don't have one with your with your employer. You can pay an, a small annual fee and take advantage of credit union financing, which is typically lower than banks. But I I would uh, Bank America isn't going to work for you. Try try a couple other local banks, and uh, if if you've been paying on time. Uh, that's really in your favor, and and even if you could, even if you could knock it down to fifteen percent instead of twenty nine percent, anything you twenty nine percent is is about as high. I think that's a legal limit that uh, they can charge. So uh, hopefully you could get something better, and uh, just give that a try. Call us back next week and let us know how you did.
10: Is it a possibility that I can put it in my daughter's name? Do you think somebody would do that for me? Like.
0: Well, the banks and something. I think you're. I think as, as far as the credit bureau is concerned, they ha, they know that that's in your name now, and they're going to see mm-hmm. anyone doing a check will see that that uh, and to put it in your daughter's name, you'd have to have the approval of the lender, and that would be the problem. So you'd have to uh, uh, they'd have to approve her credit for the car, and I I, I don't know that she would be approved. I, if she would and she would cooperate with you then that would certainly get it out of your name. Yeah, her credit is better than mine. I'm I'm really sorry It's a tough position to be in. And uh, for you folks listening out there, be careful. Uh, You uh, finance with a dealer and they're going to charge you as much interest as possible, Uh, not necessarily reflecting your credit, just reflecting how much they can get away with. A lot of times, Lender uh, dealers who are financing cars, remember, they get a piece of the action when they finance a car at 10% instead of 8%, uh, they get a kickback from the lender for that extra they charge you. They, they have a certain amount that the lender charges the dealer and then they mark it up In this case here, they marked it up all the way to 29%, and that's what they're charging Trish. So that dealer made a huge amount of money by financing the car, and unfortunately, you can see what's happened to Trish. She's stuck with the car because she can't build any equity, and she can't trade out of it. So it's a, a vicious cycle, and I'm very, very sorry that you're in that position, Trish, but try some other lenders, and please call us back next week and let us know how you did
10: okay no problem thank
1: you thank, thank, thank you. you so much trish good luck with that we look forward to hearing from you we're going to go to patricia who's calling from Stuart stewart and uh, she's a first-time caller good morning patricia how are you we're well thank you you won yourself fifty dollars this morning uh, for being oh. the second caller and if you stay on the line uh, when we're <laughs> finished talking you can give jeremy in our control room Your information, your contact information, and I'll get that check out to you Monday morning. Oh, great. Thank you. You're welcome. What can we do for you?
11: Um, I am usually not in my car listening to the radio on Saturday mornings, but I'm going somewhere. So I tuned into your show. What a cool show. And um, when I got on, the lady that you were talking to someone, I did not catch the whole conversation but there was a conversation about Damperid. Yes. And, and I know your, your show is about cars. So is she wanting to use something like Damperid in her car? Yes. Okay. Well, I was going to try to help with that, but I don't know that you could use this in your car. I have a, a huge intolerance to, I'm very, very sensitive to chemical scents, to chemicals at all. So I have to be really careful. I use only like essential oils and things like that or unscented things.
1: Uh-huh. And I
11: actually needed some da- something like damp red for my house. So I found some at Walgreens has a big, huge thing of it, um, unscented. They have some scented, but they have one that's unscented. And Dollar Tree has the little ones <clears throat> that are unscented. The only thing is they do get liquid in them. SO if they got knocked over like with a car moving I don't know that that would work
1: yeah but that, I
11: would think I would think you could find them you know if you look like on Amazon or somewhere like that I bet
1: yeah you I can bet pick, you could find those You can pick the non scented up anywhere you know they they're just uh, as many of them on the shelf that, or even at Amazon uh, and uh, unfortunately Amazon made a mistake and sent me the unscented. I usually get the lavender uh, but that is a great idea Patricia. Great idea. I'm really glad that you called, and I hope that the uh, caller is listening to to your advice. I I, uh, dropped the ball on that one. I forgot the unscented uh, do do work.
11: Yeah, and then also um, the gentleman that was asking about a rental car, Mm
1: -hmm. I
11: actually was one of those with the peeling paint on a Toyota Camry, AND THEY DID PROVIDE ME WITH A RENTAL car, mm-hmm. SO THEY ABSOLUTELY SHOULD. YOU WERE RIGHT ON THAT. THEY, YEAH, THEY ABSOLUTELY SHOULD. THERE'S NO WAY, IF IT'S THEIR FAULT ABOUT THE PAINT, THAT HE SHOULD BE LEFT WITHOUT A card.
1: Yeah, THAT'S CRAZY. Def- DEFINITELY, uh, YOU KNOW, PURSUING THAT, YOU KNOW, AND THE END RESULT IS will IT WILL BE TAKEN CARE OF. Uh, THERE WAS SO MUCH OF THAT GOING ON, YOU KNOW, uh, AT A TIME uh, that uh, there were a lot a lot of people outright right rick i mean there was uh, lawsuits uh, everywhere paint was just peeling uh, it, on the hood
3: it seems like every manufacturer has yeah. had issues with that
1: yeah definitely so uh patricia uh thank you so much for calling and helping me build this platform here for the ladies please spread the word and uh, let the ladies know that you know uh you know erlan cars uh, that uh, we are building a platform And we give out $50 For the first two new lady callers
11: I I will, thank you so much Have a great day
1: Thank you, have a great weekend We're going to go to Paul uh, And Paul's calling us from Denver Good morning Paul
12: Good morning Hey, uh, first time caller from Denver
1: Welcome
13: Thank you,
12: I, thank you. Uh, And I actually just started following your YouTube About two weeks ago know, Oh, the homeless guy or something like that 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 I had found out about you, came across you folks. So thank you for you know, what you do and how you run your dealership. Um the I, I chimed in when I had heard just the tell end I think it was a Mary who just called, uh she was mentioning a Subaru and getting it through possibly through the Costco program and the twenty three versus a twenty four. Mm-hmm. And I figured I'd let to call in and let people know that anybody who's interested in a in a new Subaru can um can buy them through the VIP program. You don't have to be <laughs> a VIP in commonly thought terminology, but um, a VIP program they have. I first came to Subaru in 2019, for first time I ever owned one, and I'm an old guy. Um, and now my whole family owns new Subarus. Uh, I've had a 2019 Ascent, I traded in for 23 Ascent, and uh, My wife just bought a, a new uh, 22 Outback and my son has an old, uh, slightly older uh, WRX. But in any case, the new a VIP program allowed me to buy the 22 Outback at 2% below dealer invoice. Now with no haggling or nothing, just 2% below dealer invoice. Now they changed that so that the VIP program is now at dealer invoice. So I bought my 23 at dealer invoice and I chose a dealership, a participating dealership, uh, with no dealer fees for for both of those. Oh, uh, so I wow. so I paid zero dealer fees. I got the exact car I wanted, and I paid for one of them 2% below dealer invoice and one of them at dealer invoice. And uh, I didn't have to have any add-ons, uh, like I said, no dealer fees. I got exactly what I wanted, and they typically take very consistently two and a half months to get to to you from the time that you order. Now, once you, now the, the partnerships, the, um, the VIP program, you have to donate $500 to a, not a certain not right. a group of nonprofits.
2: I'm reading about and, this. There,
12: yeah. Right. Now, I, I had read on one of the forums that one of them that I had used changed. Uh, I don't know if it's true or not. I haven't followed up on it. But if you go to the Pennsylvania Horticultural Society, you can uh, donate the 500 You get a certificate, a VIP certificate, within a couple of days, two, three days. And then it goes to the participating dealer, which you have to kind of investigate ahead of time to make sure they'll be willing to sell you the particular model car through the VIP program. Most participate. And then you, um, a certificate goes to them. And then you just decide what car you want. End of story. And two and a half months later, it shows up. That's it's great. real simple.
2: Yeah, this and, is really uh, cool.
12: It's, a, it's an amazing program. And by the way, I, I mean, I never envisioned myself in a Subaru. But... I mean, and now my family's driving, you know, three of them.
2: Um, They won me over.
12: And and they, um, uh, now, not all dealerships will do no dealer fees. I, 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 I called around to five different dealerships in my area, and only one of them did no dealer fees. The others wanted five hundred, seven fifty, whatever it was. So, okay, that's your choice. Bye. Right. And I went to the one because the, the price itself wasn't going to be uh, of the vehicle was non-negotiable at that point. I was getting it as dealer invoice, so you know, mm-hmm. it was a, it was a straight pass through for them. They make a, a fixed amount of money yeah. on it.
2: They got all sorts right. of now, partnerships. There's the International Mountain Bicycling Association. Um, there's right. some camping stuff that was really cool. Leave no trace, which I'm familiar with, um, through camping ASPCA. Exactly. Uh, well, I,
0: I, I, didn't know this, Paul. Thank you very much. Yeah. I don't think Stu did either. You no, know, And we both Googled it, uh, the Subaru VIP program. I mean, that is absolutely yeah. amazing. And, uh, am I correct? Did you say Paul that, that, uh, uh, they are, they they give you a discount off of MSRP. That there no, no, some no, no, no. Currently,
2: yeah. it's it, it is dealer invoice, so they're making their holdback. Wow. Uh, so you make a donation of five hundred dollars to, to the, the ASPCA, or well, to the associated program yeah. you are with. So if it's either ASPCA or Leave No Trace or any other program. And so when you do that, uh, then you. But then you have, like Paul said, you got to find a a good dealer that's not going to charge the extras. But when you do, you're getting it for invoice plus tax and tag. Well, that's now I
12: should mention the the ASPCA program, which is the one that I had personally donated to three uh, twice. Mm -hmm. I participated in the VIP program. Um, And by the way, if you buy two cars, which is what I did in one year. Because I upgraded to the 23 and my wife got the 22 Outback. I, that, uh, donation, that one donation of 500 worked for that certificate to allow me to buy both cars at okay. dealer invoice. Yeah. All right, now the ASPCA, which is the one I donated, someone had just posted uh, this week that they changed it so you had to have a waiting time. I don't know if it's true. I think okay. they misconstrued it, but you have to check on that. Okay. Call, call ASPCA directly. Now they also have a financing program, as a lot of a captivated f- financing program with Chase. Uh, Now, if you have really good credit, as I have, and my wife has, um, one car, the Outback, at the time, they had a 1.9% financing. And now, uh, let's see, my 23, they... Upped it because all the, the feds up their rates to 3.9. So, and I don't know what it is currently, but I think it's still at 3.9.
0: Paul, so have, well, how did you find out about this? When did you first become aware of the Subaru VIP program?
12: Uh, probably in 21.
0: Did the dealer uh, advise you on this? Because I'm, I'm no, amazed. No, no, no,
12: no, no, no. I. I got on the Ascent Forum because I was interested in Ascent, Subaru Ascent, which is their mm-hmm. three-row SUV. Yeah. Uh, Ascent Forum in 2018 when I was interested in getting, uh, when I was looking to get a car. We had like 22-year-old cars at mm-hmm. the time. And I said, it's now or never. we, we got to do something. It's, they're going to go. So uh, I started investigating, and I bought my 2019 through a broker, and then after I got my 2019 ascent, shortly thereafter, I learned about the VIP program through the forum. Wow. And, uh, and then I've I, been very, very active with the forum and uh, online. That's the only social media I do, really. And, um, and it, it goes on from there. So uh it's it's been a phenomenal savings. I mean I literally I bought a limited, I say it's like five thousand dollars. Paul, I
0: gotta I gotta thank, thank you. Me. That's the most valuable information we've received on this show in a long time. Listen, we've got five callers backed up here, and I would appreciate it very much if you could call back in next week because uh you obviously are one of the most educated informed consumers. We had no idea about that. And anybody out there thinking about a Subaru, uh, I hope you're listening, because you got to go to the VIP Subaru program, and you got to join up. Save and thousands. you get a deal that you can't believe. Paul, thanks. Yeah. Uh, call good us luck. back next week, would you please?
1: Paul, you just educated uh, so many listeners this morning with this valuable information. We can't thank you enough. Uh, we are going to go to Sam, who's been holding from New York. Good morning, Sam.
13: Hey, good morning. How you doing?
1: We're well, thank you.
13: So my question was that I bought a 2020 uh, BMW motorcycle, like a demo, like uh, uh, last month. Mm-hmm. And I got uh, MSRP was like 28 and change, and I got it for 18 But the dealer charged me prep fee and uh, freight fee, which was included. But when I got the contract, um, the freight fee and, uh, like, let's say the, my selling price was eight, uh, eighteen thousand three hundred he added into one line and the battery in the different line so is that something normal because no. i spoke to the dealer
0: well sir uh, motorcycles come under the yeah. department of motor vehicles yeah and, no, i'm saying that's not normal and, uh, yeah no it's not normal so when i
13: spoke to right when i spoke to the manager and he's like listen we'll take uh, we'll take care of you when you buy something uh, from us and i'm like no, no just give me the refund because i'm not interested in it. and i called the bmw customer service like 100 times and they were not doing it and the last choice is, like, I don't want to fight with the dealership about the freight and the, uh, the prep fee. And I paid through American Express, like, $600 on the credit card and everything else I financed. Sam, but I think I think that, that was a double-dipping. Sam, done. Uh, yeah. call,
0: call the New York Department of Motor Vehicles, and they operate motorcycle sellers just like car sellers operate with a license. Uh, but from but them.
13: Carl, I, I bought it from Massachusetts, um, uh, uh, BMW of Cambridge, okay. from Massachusetts. Well, the Massachusetts. I Massachusetts in New
0: York. Department of Motor Vehicles, and uh, report that uh, they they probably have a written complaint form. But uh, they have tremendous power over dealers, motorcycle dealers, and car dealers. Department of Motor Vehicles can take away right I, lessons.
13: Right. I had the FTC and all the stuff. Yeah.
0: Man. No, that's, uh,
13: and I spoke to them, I spoke to the GM so the GM is like, "Oh, I cannot do anything, but like if you buy something else, you know, I'll do it." So I'm like, "Yeah, if I buy the warranty, if the warranty costs you 3,000, go you're going to charge yeah, me 4,000 says- and then give me a discount." No, that's, and that's I was like, "No, nah, I'm not going to buy it from me."
2: No, yeah. that's that's garbage. The um the um the destination is, is built into the price. They don't get to add it back in. And I don't know, um, you could call back and let them know that they did something illegal and say you're just, you're not going to go away. I did,
13: I did. It. Uh, yeah, I did. And uh, you, you know, know what, what I, uh, I, found, I, found from, I called BMW, and I told BMW, like, I'm a cop. And if I'm selling a <laughs> drug yeah. on, on the site, and if I never get caught, and one time somebody complains about me, that's how I'm complaining about the dealership. Like, he, he, right. they're probably charging it for a long time well. and not getting caught. But I'm the one who is uh, doing and when I signed the contract, they're like, oh, we'll take care of it when you pick up the bike. And then they, at the end, they gave me $100 American Express gift card from $1,100. So yeah. I'm like, they showed me $1,000. And I'm like, bro. So I was thinking to call the American Express. I am like, yeah, you know yeah. what? They can Cancel keep the half 600. of the money. Challenge the yeah, they can. Yeah. yeah, they can keep the half money. Like uh, I paid $1,100. They gave me $100. I was like, they can keep $300, and I'll take the $600 back.
0: I mean, well, call it. Call uh, Calls back next week and let us know how that went. Uh, we've got four callers uh, holding, oh, and absolutely. we'd love to know. I think the DMV is your answer. Please call us back next week and let us know
2: and rip them on Thank some you. reviews. Yeah,
1: yeah, definitely, Sam. Please give us a call. We're going to go to Marty, who calls us, often, <coughs> and Hi. he's a regular caller. Good morning, Marty.
14: Good morning. I, I got a question for Rick, and then I got something I just got to ask Earl and Sue. For Rick, my question is, every so often on my Camry, the parking brake, the electronic brake, I guess you'd call it, sticks. So I have to push the button down, and it releases it, and I go on my way. Is there anything that can be done to keep that from happening, or should I just press the button and forget about it?
3: I'm assuming you've got a probably two- or three-year-old Camry since the electronic parking brake is relatively new. Um, make sure 24. that you're getting make make sure you're getting the door closed and your foot on the brake nice and firm and give it a second before you shift it out of park uh, sometimes the sensors need to see all those things occurring before it will release that electric parking brake uh, it's one of the new innovations is having that automatically applying and it's connected directly to the door so if the door is still open you, even just if if you've just closed it when you're trying to shift the car it will not release that parking brake that's okay. it's part of their safety features and your
0: foot on the brake too
3: yeah you yeah. definitely have your foot on the brake but um yeah because we as as an auto mechanic when I'm pulling your car onto the lift I open the door so I can lean out and see where the tires are and I've had to get used to actually reaching back and holding the pin switch in because otherwise the car will like, just slap on those brakes while I'm trying to drive on the lift, huh. it's right. it's crazy, but it's because so many people are having issues that they literally. So if I open my door, getting while out I'm... of the car while the car is still in gear, and the car would drive away. So, so if I try to, to jump this.
2: out of my car while I'm rolling up in my driveway, the car is going to slam on the brakes.
3: Yep. Yeah. I'm going to try. All right. Now too. I got.
14: Okay. I'll I'll check that out. Now I got a question for Rick and Sue. When people call you up and say they bought a car for less than invoice. If every dealership sold anything for less than invoice, the dealerships would be closed.
0: No, I don't think wouldn't. people realize the, actually, that. Actually, actually Marty, that's not the truth. The fact is, before COVID, before the supply chain issue and the rest of it, most, of our uh, cars, most cars were sold below invoice. And, yeah, but uh, when
14: you say invoice, right. so the invoice is what you pay. Well,
0: wood. we don't really pay that. We, 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 we send... Toyota that money, then they kick back a bunch of money to us,
2: it's, and that's the whole. It, it's semantics, Marty, because yeah. it's, it's you're thinking about true cost, like what we actually pay, and right, when a right. says invoice, he's probably talking about a few thousand dollars. So you you, you stumbled
0: on the greatest conspiracy uh, out there, and the legislators and the enforcers and the attorney generals they don't do anything, but the all the manufacturers, all the auto manufacturers have an invoice. Now, everybody knows, you go on Webster's, you look at the dictionary, an invoice is what, you, is what someone charges you for something. Now, if someone sends you an invoice for $20,000 and then kicks back $5,000 to you secretly uh, a month later, what was the real cost? Well, it was fifteen thousand. It wasn't twenty. So the, the manufacturers and the dealers are colluding to make the buyer, the public, the car buyers, think that the invoice is really what the dealer pays. And so really? dealers will use this as a ruse when you come in to buy a car. Say, look, here's my invoice. I'll sell you this car for $500 over the invoice, which you're telling me you're going to sell me the car and you're only going to make $500. Meanwhile, there's $3,000 packed into the invoice that... The manufacturer kicks back to the dealer, and so he makes thirty-five hundred dollars. You think he made five hundred? So, uh, you lawyers out there, listen, looking for a class action suit, there's a there's a doozy. You can get you can sue every auto manufacturer and every dealer in the United States for a conspiracy to defraud the car buyers.
14: Yeah, well, I guess that was my point that you're not selling the car, not you personally, but any dealership. Is not selling the car for what it truly costs them. That's
0: exactly it's, right.
14: The, and to me, I'm sure a lot of people don't realize that when I
0: mean, they say most Here's people the don't. Yeah, no.
2: right.
14: Yeah.
2: I mean, that's not all to right. say it doesn't happen once in a while. I mean, we we've, yeah, we've, we've gone below net cost and taken hard yeah, losers before. Yeah, I know before. at
14: the at the end of the month and all yeah. that stuff. Maybe to sell one car, you made yourself three hundred thousand right, dollars extra. Right, right. It's worth it for to sell that one car. Yeah, but, exactly. Uh, and all
2: of this 20. is moot now because no one's playing around invoice. Um, even right. even domestic manufacturers aren't right now. Right.
14: All right. Very good. Thank Have you,
2: Marty.
14: Have a good week.
0: See, okay, you next bye-bye.
2: Week.
1: Always nice to hear from you, Marty. We're going to go to Frank and Jupiter Farms. Good morning, Frank.
0: Hey, Frank, you there? Yes, sir. Yeah. <laughs> good What's morning
15: out? to you all. Good morning. Good morning, Nancy. We actually had the pleasure. Um, I was in the area a couple days ago, and we just stopped by to stroll around. And there we saw in the showroom Earl Stewart speaking to a gentleman in front of a camera, I guess giving an (laughs) interview, and I go, wow, what a temptation to walk right behind Earl like they do on TV (laughs) and have my picture or even at whoever the cameraman was. And um, I, I thought, my better discretion, I won't do that because I don't want you to have to redo the whole video for me. And um, we went over and had one of our complimentary coffees. And as we were leaving, Amory, my fiance, looked over and saw this lady in the background. I said, oh, that's Mrs. Stewart. That's Nancy. And she said, there's no way. She looks like he should, she should be Earl's daughter.
0: That's what everybody, that's everybody it. says. Earl, really makes me feel good. Thank you.
15: Oh, I tell you. I, I'm I only anything. No, no, it's just, and we, we got to say hi to her. She was going over to get some water or something, and we chit chat a little bit, and it's just it's, it was so remarkable. May I ask what you were feeling that day?
0: That was a, uh, a, a company, or not a company, it's a not-for-profit organization called More Perfect Union, and uh, they are advocates for the oppressed. They're advocates for the minority groups. Uh, for uh, uh, the less educated, for seniors, uh, we talk about on the program all the time, and I think that's the reason they heard about us is uh, they are they are trying to uh, educate and help people that can't take care of themselves you take some people, and you hear some of them call the show from time to time. They go into a car dealership and they get taken advantage of. We had a, a, a woman call a little earlier, and she financed a car at 29 percent interest. Uh, that's the maximum legal rate in the state of Florida, probably, and uh, she's in a situation where she can't make pay the car out. the 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 cost of the car is accruing at a greater rate uh, than that she can. Uh, accomplish any equity, therefore she can't trade out of the car. So a more perfect union would, would seek out people like that, educate them, help them be, well, kind of do what this show does, help people not make big mistakes when they buy cars.
15: Oh, well, good. Okay. Kind of like your vigilante program a little bit. Yeah. But, um, um, One other thing, earlier on your show you were talking about the repairs and the charges like that. And I spoke to you a week or two ago about my glove box on my 2012 Mercedes that I couldn't open. And lo and behold, she just replaced that glove box in parts is $600 through, um, for Mercedes. And um, anyway, so I'm looking. I went and listened to what you guys mentioned. Oh, my goodness, what a website. RockAuto.com. Oh, my goodness. I didn't know that that many car parts could exist. But, um, <laughs> one, one quick question, though. I did find some of the parts on eBay on the glove box for significantly less. Oh, great! How 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 safe am I buying something from eBay? I haven't done that in years and years and years for a glove box.
0: I think they have. Uh, I haven't used eBay in a while. They have different programs. Uh, you you can uh, when you buy on eBay, you can protect yourself. They have they have guarantees and. Uh, 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 certain programs. Uh, be careful because anybody, as you know, can use eBay. But the eBay itself uh, uh, can advise you on being protected against fraud.
15: Okay. Well, thank you. Well, well it's th- always a pleasure seeing you guys. It was yeah. so nice to both you in the showroom.
1: Thank you, Frank. Uh-huh. It was great seeing you, and uh, yeah. it was a great uh, of seeing your fiance. And I thank you both for stopping by okay um, a more perfect union i want to tell you i can't say enough about jenny and uh... david uh... david was in the dealership uh, interviewing you know us uh... but it was certainly uh... well i, I really commend jenny and respect uh, what they represented more perfect union uh... we are going to go to Stu, and we're going to see uh, what uh, rick has uh, Before we bring the dog in
2: I kind of wanted to go to the uh, um, uh, The anonymous feedback Because we had seen these one I think this is one that you saw that you wanted to answer Or I can answer this one Um, There's absolutely This is anonymous feedback (laughs) I'm speaking in the first person There's absolutely no way, no how Absolutely not That Toyota only makes $1,100 per car I watch Shark Tank Let me show you the math Toyota Tundra. I'm not going to go through all the math. Um, even seen a pork. Okay, nope. During COVID, all our local dealers in Canyon made millions of dollars in renovations. I get it. You're in business to make money, but please don't insult us and say that only Toyota only makes 1,100 per vehicle. Now, if you're talking about Toyota Corporation, and that is the uh, right around the their reported net earnings per vehicle. And I think you're confusing, or I might not be aware, there's a difference between net profit and gross profit. When to- Toyota has a 15%, 16% profit margin, so if they sell a $40,000 vehicle... No, they're they like,
0: it's not that big. Uh, to, to, uh, the, the, the largest profit margin is Tesla at about 20%, and the other manufacturers... I just looked it
2: up, it was like 15 or 14-point-something percent.
0: Uh, not for Toyota, no.
2: Well, it was, yeah... Um, but the, I'm saying their net profit is down around 1100 per car. Tesla's net profit is eight times that
0: much. Tesla's- well, well, well uh, this is an inside thing, but uh, each model, uh, the trucks, they make more on the trucks than the cars and this, that, and the other. But the average margin for Toyota, and this is not something they talk about, but the average profit for mar- Toyota and all the manufacturers is, is less than 5%. So uh, the fact that Tesla can make twenty okay. percent is a
2: huge. Yeah, we're. I think we're talking about two different things. We're, Maybe the, I'm talking the gross profit margin versus the net profit. The gross profit sixteen percent for March uh, for the first quarter for Toyota this year for the uh, gross profit
0: for all their for the whole yes. company. Yes. Okay. Well. it's yeah. Parts. That's what I'm saying. Else.
2: So the anonymous feedback is looking at that eleven hundred dollar bottom line after they pay all the bills. They have a net eleven hundred per car. Is the um, is the net amount according to the data right now?
0: Okay. Let's move along.
2: Okay. So anyway, um, to the to the texter, the anonymous feedbacker, um, that is that's an accurate number, and the most uh, profitable one is Tesla, and like they said, is t- is eight times more than uh, uh, than Toyota's. Um, the other anonymous feedback we got has to do with insurance. And he says, you say Carfax gets their information from State Farm. I just got up the phone after an hour with their headquarters and was told after going to several departments, including the underwriter department, I spoke with a claims representative that stated insurance companies are under heavy scrutiny and they can't give out information. Um, it's the auto repairs. Um, and I call it an auto repair company. Let me just get down to it. You can go to Carfax um, and Carfax will lay out exactly where they get their, um, their information. One of them is insurance companies and they find out from insurance companies if cars have been totaled, things like that. They're not gonna tell you about every little claim that you have. Um, they get the accident reports from the police departments, but there's a whole uh, list of sources and they, uh, Carfax spells out exactly. As a matter of fact, you don't even just, just Google where does Carfax get their information and you'll, there, uh, Carfax is a page and explains that to you. And then, let's see, we're gonna go back over to the text, unless the phones are going. And we have from Tom in Chicago. He says, hi, Earl. Um, if I get pre-approved from my credit union at some rate, let's say 6% or whatever a competitive rate is these days, uh, will dealer finance office always want a chance to beat your credit union rate? And if they can't, uh, you just go with your credit union financing?
0: Well, they can, so just yeah. save your breath. <laughs> yeah.
2: if, they can, if they can, they will. Um, they're not going to just let you... They're not going to have a better rate hidden away from you and not the, give the it to o- you.
0: The only way they would have a better rate is if it was a manufactured right. subsidized rate. And 6%, um, you're not going to find any manufactured subsidized rates better than 6% today. Well,
2: so We got some. Oh, we do? <laughs> yeah. What do we have? Um, we have, I think, f- I think, 4.9 or 5.9 on some cars just came out this month. So. Oh, I didn't know that. So that's good. only okay. on a couple of cars. It's not like across the board. Yeah. but. It's a, a twinkling of a of a brighter future for consumers, yeah. possibly. Yeah. <laughs> um, and yeah. So if if they can beat the rate, if you know, like Earl said, if they have a subvented or incentive incentivized rate, they will. They're not going to they're not going to bluff you and and have it. They 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 want you to finance with them. They don't want you to bring in a a draft from the credit union because when you finance with them, then all the products <coughs> that they want to sell you, it's it's easier when you say it's fourteen dollars a month versus you know eighteen hundred dollars um is the is is our dog getting close here okay i think uh we are it's it's dog time
1: yeah Yeah. we have roy who's coming in peggy's bringing roy in uh she is one of the greatest uh, volunteers for big dog ranch and uh roy came in from uh the uh, miami-dade animal services and uh you know roy was in some tough rough shape and uh through uh Big Dog Ranch's medical team, Uh, Roy can't be doing any better. He's just a a lovable Maltese mix. He weighs about 14 pounds, and he is just gorgeous. And there he is. Take a look at Roy. Is he a beautiful dog? Oh, hi, Roy. Hi, Peggy. (laughs) Welcome. Thank you so much for bringing Roy in. And uh, Roy is our adopted dog of the week. And uh, we hope that you will fall in love with Roy oh like we have, gosh. and you'll go to www.bigdogranchrescue.org and adopt this beautiful little dog.
2: Hi, Peggy. How are you Hi. doing? Hi
1: and Stu will tell you all Thanks about you the
2: Roy is here
1: adopt, adoption <laughs> fees that we pay.
2: You know, we had a friend back in college, and his name was Roy. And whenever he came came over, we go, Roy here, <laughs> Roy here. <laughs> Yeah, Roy is a Maltese, and he's a special dog. is going to require um, somebody to open their eyes and open their heart and look. Right. Um, Roy has his his lower jaw has had removed. Was it for? Uh, um,
16: um, unfortunately, in rescue, we never know for sure okay. what their back history is. Right. Um, he came in like this. He came in with a broken jaw. Okay. It appears to be trauma, but hopefully we, right. we just don't know. But it, it all signs point to that. Um, so. His um his jaw was flapping, just like hanging, right. So the veterinarian, one of our awesome vets, decided it, he would be better off without the jaw. Okay. So it's so, been removed. Yeah, it's, so
2: he's kind of he's silly looking. He's
16: got the cutest tongue though. Get he's got a silly character. face. Um, he's just the sweetest boy. It I doesn't know. bother him at all. That's
0: what amazes me about dogs is they can handle their handicaps and their injuries. It's just they shake them off and they just live their lives. He's a happy doggy. He
16: is so happy. He's snuggly. He loves to play and run. He's great on the leash. Um, he just needs somebody to give him a chance because he's a wonderful boy. There is nothing There's boy, nothing wrong he, with he this boy. He, look, you called him like a baby yeah.
2: and
15: just
16: cuddle on him. We've
2: seen this week after week. Um, they're bringing over some really special dogs over here, and every single one of them is as happy as any right. dog that you're ever going to play with. I mean, we had um, Wheelie um, and then um, Marshall from last week, the Great Dane, had a— Big lamp and right. you know, and Roy here. Yeah. <laughs> Roy here.
16: I mean we try to choose to bring here right, the, ones the ones that are a, are a little, little tougher. bit harder to place because the cute fluffies get adopted in a minute. Right. Yeah. And um this is a great platform and, to and he can, he can, he can, e- showcase some of our little bit.
0: He can eat to and drink to fine, right? I mean yes. yeah, he just laps up the water. The only the food. thing
16: um that a potential adopter would need to do is purify his food. It's almost like a soup consistency. Okay. I've watched him Oh make. like
2: puree it. Yeah. Like blend it. Like soupy. Like a baby. Yeah. And
16: he just laps it up. It takes him a little bit of time but he gets it yeah. done and-, and
2: for any anybody out there listening or watching or like saying well is that a mess uh, my question is have you ever owned a dog all dogs are messy Exactly. <laughs> right. Yeah. when they lap up food it goes all over the place in water uh, so wow he's just sitting and, there smiling and this all speaks, the time. It, it
0: speaks highly for big dog ranch if, you, if you're not familiar with them they do not euthanize they do not put their dogs to sleep one of the reasons we have so many dogs and we have difficulty sometimes with space is because we take dogs from all over. And most shelters, unfortunately, will euthanize their dogs after a period of time. So they bring somebody in like Roy, and we will keep Roy until we find a loving home. And somewhere out there, there is a person it won't take care of Roy. Yeah.
2: Um, and
1: we, we definitely can't say enough about Peggy. Yeah. Oh, I mean, you. did you hear what she just said? Yeah, they let me Roy? Cho- And they let me choose the dog. Yeah. <laughs> so
16: I and try to pick the ones
1: that like, yeah. She yeah. I mean, with need A lot of special. compassion yeah. Yeah. So, and um, empathy, and uh, she loves what she does, that's yes. for sure. Microphone. Thank you. (laughs) Thanks, guys. We appreciate it.
2: And so, also as our sponsored dog, you know, we pay the adoption fees. um, And you know, no matter where you adopt a dog, it costs. There's a cost, and uh, we want to make it really easy for Roy here, (laughs) so that Roy is free. And and if you're watching this or listening to this, and you know somebody who's that special kind of person who's not looking for just a a fluffy uh, status symbol, but a dog that you can love and who needs love share that share that share the post share this video and and, and get in just contact us yeah. call and the show or go to bigdogranchrescue.org so bdr bdrr.org yeah exactly and guess what uh, um,
1: guess what Roy likes microphone guess that's what Roy likes and Peggy as confessions of a recovering car dealer guess why when you go to earl on cars or earl Earls book I think it is right Stu? too
2: Earlsbook.com or Earl's just go to amazon.com totally. and search I for recommend re- re- confessions of a recovering car dealer. The
1: most important part about this is all all, all of the uh, fees that uh, you're going that you' you are going to have to pay for this book it goes to Big Dog Ranch 1999 Confessions of a recovering car dealer and uh, I can't think of a better place for it to go and all proceeds go to big dog ranch oh roy is such a tiny little thing yeah he needs to put on a few pounds (laughs) (laughs) all right thanks peggy thanks so much again i love roy thank you he
2: has this he's got a the the silliest it's a silly face i'm just gonna i'm not making fun of him but but you want to squeeze him
16: it gives him character
2: and he's a flop dog you know what a flop dog is (laughs) A yeah, flop dog is a dog, when you pick him up, he just flops in your arms. Whether he's upside down, right side up, he just wants to be held. He's a flopper.
16: Yeah.
2: Ricky's still got him on camera. He
16: goes with the flop. Very photogenic.
2: Oh, and he's got a milky eye, too. Look at that. I mean, you look like an
0: yeah, spread the word out there, folks. So if you don't know anybody, just talk to your friends. Someone, a special person, is going to adopt Roy. Right. Okay? And so spread the word. This is really, really important that we find a home for Roy. I love his will. tongue. His
2: tongue hangs Thanks, straight guys. down, Thank and you. it kind of, it's like a little pendulum. It's very cute. What a gutsy little dog, right? He is. I'm so impressed with how the dogs, they don't seem phased at all. Yeah. I mean, if it was a human, he would be overcome with. Uh, you know, self-consciousness, wouldn't want to go out of the house. We
0: all got aches and pains. We're all, we know people that can't stop complaining. My, 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 you know, my wrist hurts, my foot hurts, my Um, head hurts.
2: Stop there. You take a dog like Roy, (laughs) without a
0: lower jaw, he's not complaining about anything. He's, he's happy.
2: And the other thing is, we're used to seeing dogs walking around with their tongues hanging out. I mean, let's, let's face it, dogs sometimes walk around kind of but, looking like idiots. They look cuter that <laughs> way. Right, so he's, he doesn't really look any different than any other dog with his tongue hanging out. Like yeah. kids. And like Ro- Stu
1: said earlier, uh, you can go to www.bigdogbranchrescue.org and uh, you can take a look at Roy and so many other dogs. Rick?
3: Roy looks like he'd be a great dog for a senior. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's he's so lovable. Yeah, flops right in your arms. flop dog, yeah, and and very docile. Prep, prepping food, just mixing it with water into a soup, is not a very hard thing. Any anybody oh, yeah. can handle that. Yeah, absolutely. And he would make a great dog for a lonely senior, because obviously with his condition, he's very quiet, mm-hmm. and a lot of seniors need a quiet dog like that. Yeah. So, he I might didn't be ask, the absolute I perfect that choice.
2: Yeah. I, I was, I was, yeah, I didn't think about that. does a dog a without good- a jog bark.
3: On as Peggy actually mentioned, he cannot. He can't bark. He cannot. He's he's he is silent wow that's so, important
1: those are really a lot of I'm, good now i'm thinking Rick. twice about
2: adopting them now yeah he, I, my dogs won't won't stop barking i, <laughs> I need a quieter dog <laughs> See,
1: wow. hear that folks out there hey, Roy a doesn't wonderful bark. choice there <laughs> he's just wants to be loved and give you love so you can go to www.bigdogbranchrescue.org and uh, the adoption fees are definitely paid for yeah. you know in this climate we're living in inflation and yeah. everything that's going on that's a huge help Right there. Uh, we're going to get to the Mystery Shopping Report. And our Mystery Shopping Report comes to us from Pompano, Pompano Beach, Florida. Uh, our uh, Agent Lightning shopped at Champion Porsche. Mm-hmm. This is an interesting Mystery Shopping Report. And you can vote at 877 877- Excuse me, 772 497 6530. That's our text number, and we'll take your vote on champion Porsche. Now back to the recovering car dealer.
0: I think we had a couple of people that asked that we shop a luxury car dealer. We yeah. requested this
2: specific dealer. Specific, yeah. Specific. Uh, and it's our first Porsche dealership in yeah, 20 years right. we've that's ever, right. Mr. 20? Shop. Yeah,
0: We've never shopped a Porsche dealer. Not
2: a Porsche dealer. We didn't think it had a broad enough audience.
0: Is it pronounced uh, Porsche
2: or Porsche? If you're pretentious, it's Porsche. Oh,
0: I'm not pretentious. I'm sorry, if I
2: offended anybody. Okay. But you know, it's really interesting. Years ago when we started, um, and we didn't mystery shop because you didn't see very many Porsches, um, they really exploded on, I mean, obviously their market share nationally is very, very small, but they have two very popular SUVs that I see all over the place, the McCann and the Macau. And they're all over Palm Beach County. I don't yeah. know if they are. Good look too. Good looking and cars. The Panamera, yeah.
0: Beautiful cars. Okay, I'll speak as if I were Agent Lightning in the first person. I arrived promptly at 6 p.m. and was greeted by a salesman named James as well as a female sales manager uh, who didn't disclose her name. They both seemed surprised by my presence uh, as they closed at 6 p.m. That's interesting because most car dealerships or open later, longer hours than that. Luckily, I had their website open and was already eyeing a few cars. I showed them one particular car that had caught my attention situated right in front of the showroom. It was a new 2023 Porsche Taycan. Is that
2: pronounced Taycan? Yeah, or it might be Taycan. Taycan. T-A-Y- I, I, I've gone back and forth. Let's it's say it's Taycan.
0: spelled T-A-Y-C-A-N and it's an electric vehicle. Porsche Taycan or Taycan EV. MSRP, $113,110. And there was no addendum. That's James, the salesman, was quite cordial, but he informed me that they closed at 6 p.m., and he didn't have any access to car keys since his manager had already left for the day. And, uh, again, I'm really surprised. I, I guess maybe luxury car dealers close earlier than. I guess I party. was
2: thinking about that. He made a comment about it being a nice time to yeah. close later on. Uh, you know, I mean, the pur- purpose of a car dealer staying late is, is yeah. to get every last deal, and maybe that's not their style. You know.
0: I expressed my disappointment, noting I was keen to purchase a car with a uh, settlement I'd recently received. He asked if I was an, if it was an insurance settlement. I wasn't sure why that mattered but I confirmed that it was. I explained that I wanted to know if the pricing would work for me without having to drive back uh, and down the next day. After a moment of hesitation, James suggested that he could provide some preliminary numbers and I could return later to finalize the purchase. He mentioned that he wouldn't be in on Thursday but would be available over the weekend. Yeah, I just uh, just a little aside here because we got a couple of minutes. One, this is one of my pet peeves i don't like it when well, i go to a restaurant or any sort of a retail establishment and they're close to closing uh, i went to a restaurant one time and it was 15 minutes before they were closing and they said all they had were appetizers because the chef was cleaning up the kitchen i said well if you're for another german restaurant in tequesta they're no longer there. But, I mean, uh, yeah. <laughs> there you, go, right there. <laughs> you know, if, if a, a retail store says they're open till X p.m. or a.m. or whatever it is, they should be able to accommodate the customers fully that come in five minutes before right. they close as if they came at, you know, two hours before they close. So that means that people are going home early, locking up so they can have more time off and they're disregarding their customers. That's just my little editorial. I had to throw that in there. Uh, He then asked for my name and asked if I required a new tag. That's because of the cost factor, new tag versus a transfer. When I confirmed, he questioned whether I was sure about using that much cash rather than opting for financing. So again, even luxury car dealers are going to go for the finance opportunity. Financing cars is very profitable and oftentimes uh, car dealers make more money financing the cars than they do selling the car. I indicated that I might consider financing if there were enticing offers to which he replied that their rates were around 6.99%. Not bad in today's climate. He then printed a worksheet from his computer showing my total out-the-door price of $121,614.54. The top line selling price was MSRP $113,110. They added an $899 dock fee. And of course, we know what that is. That's a junk fee. Uh, $500 for a tag, which probably is legitimate. And sales tax, which would have been considerable because that's 6% in Florida. That was it. When I asked if there was a possibility for a lower price given that I'd be paying cash, He suggests that his manager could likely do something for you, but he didn't specify what. Now he was just being polite because, as regular listeners of this show know, a a car dealer can make a lot of money financing a car, typically at least as much as they do when they sell the car, and uh, they want you to finance. And they're (laughs) they're not going to give you a discount for cash.
2: A lot of people. Say that thinking it's going to get that doesn't help you. You no, might want ca- be- to go there and lie. Say, so. Saying
0: you're a cash buyer actually hurts you because it removes the opportunity to the salesperson to get you into the finance department where additional profit for the dealership can be made.
2: If you're like Marty and you like playing games, go to the dealership, go there and say, hey, listen. I just want a good payment. That's all I care about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and then sit there. No, they'll give you. A, uh, they'll, give, they'll sell it to you blue invoice, and then
0: change to a cash deal when you get. If, it. If you're, in, if you don't mind being around for a long time, argue with. Marty then, enjoys that. Yeah, it's right. a Saturday for Marty. Uh, I asked him to show me what my monthly payment would be if I made a down payment of thirty thousand, and finance the rest. James pointed an, uh, another worksheet that showed my monthly mortgage or uh, car payment <laughs> of fifteen hundred. Uh, dollars 6, $6. ninety nine cents. That's a big payment. That's more I think than the average m- payment day is around seven fifty. So yeah, that's
2: that's bigger than my the mortgage on my first home.
0: Yeah, yeah. I thank James for taking the time to assist me, and uh, expressed my surprise at their early closing time. He felt it was a civilized time to close up shop. I like it civilized. It sounds like so he turned into you can tell G. you're an electric prelude. car dealer. You know? <laughs> we're we're very civilized here. You know we. Uh, <laughs> Would you like a cup of tea? Was he British? A crumpet, perhaps. <laughs> that's what I'm picturing. We close properly at six o'clock. James <laughs> adjusted
2: his bow tie and bid <laughs> me farewell.
0: Anyway, uh, that's the story, and uh, that's the uh, Porsche Champion Porsche in Pompano Beach, Florida. That's right next to Fort Lauderdale. Uh, we've never shopped a Porsche dealer, so uh, whatever we do for this Porsche dealer, grade-wise, A through F. Uh, will be the, either the only Porsche dealer recommended or there will no be no Porsche dealers recommended if you give them an F, which I don't think that will happen, but you're the voters. So uh, give us a call, or don't give us a call. Text us is 772-497-6530. We grade on the curve, and that means that we don't look for perfection. If this Porsche dealer is just average, then give them a C. Meaning average among horse dealers. Uh, if uh, they're really good, give them an A, and if they're really bad, give them an F. But uh, it isn't a question of, you know, there's some things, the dock fee, uh, junk fee. They did charge a junk fee, so you, got, you gig them on that, but then you say, what do all the other dealers do? And then it doesn't sound so bad. So, uh, okay. Here we go with the votes.
2: Uh, Jonathan and <laughs> Del Rey. Uh, no car keys available to a prospective buyer. They're not in any hurry to sell cars. Closing the doors promptly at 6 takes precedence over a sale. Bad business. They don't want my money, and I'm not in a rush to give it to them. I won't work with such a dealership, especially one that sells rolling status symbols. Automatic F from me. And that's uh, interesting. very well, well, really well uh, written, and I, I get your point. Um, I was, you know, do I have another grade here from somebody? Let's see here no that's the only one i have so far um yeah it was like all a bunch of little things um and most of them were like annoyances i was um i wasn't surprised that they um didn't have an addendum because that seems like a schlocky thing to do you know they're not going to have nitro fill on a porsche dealership um but the uh but i thought they'd have a bigger dock fee i i don't know it's a southern what is that
0: it's like jm lexus Uh, they have a uh, they advertise no
2: dealer fees. It's like 129
0: and, uh, or 299. It's one twenty nine. No, I think it's like $199. 190. It's t- around two hundred bucks. Yeah, it's so like so you're, you're uh, paying a hundred thousand dollars for a Lexus or a Porsche. It's almost. Uh, why, why why hit him for two or three hundred bucks? I, I don't get it. Well,
2: maybe it goes to his like you know yeah. his
0: stepson's.
2: Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't know what it is. I mean, there's all sorts of things people yeah. can do. Um, I, was, I expect more from a, from a luxury dealer. I, I, I he's got to go. He's going a C minus for me.
0: I think we had a mystery shopper a long time ago, or maybe I just dreamed this because I thought it was funny. Uh, a mystery shop, shopping where they we went in and the salesperson told the shopper that the uh, I forget the amount, but say the six hundred ninety nine dollar dealer fee was for the dealer's dealer's retirement fund. You know? Right. Mr. Smith, who wants to do That's right. To see Somebody actually did say that. Have to have <laughs>
2: well, that's always a joke. I, I I think when you had a dealer fee, it was referred to as your retirement fund. Um, but, um, oh, we got a grade from Mark. Hey, um, anyway, Mark's right on, on, on my wavelength. He says, they don't want to miss happy hour. <laughs> that's that's got to gotta get at 6 yeah. Good point. C-. minus. Martini time. You know, not to, I know this is, I don't want to set you off, but closing time problems are irritating but so are opening time problems if you get to a place right before they open and you see them in see them in there and they could open the door but they don't not until the moment it's time to open yeah they don't do that at car dealerships i don't think so i think car dealerships you you, you're starting your day you see the first they call them ups the first up on the lot you want that guy but in a mall a mall will sit there and stare at you through the door until 10 Mm. o'clock
3: yeah (laughs) okay all right. Any what's your grades over there? I've got Joseph Kelleher says D because of the dock fee. Du-du-du-du-du. We've got Tom Steckel says I'd give him a B plus. Straightforward and minimal junk fees. However, at that price, I'll stay on my screen porch. <laughs> <laughs> I love my YouTubers. <laughs> <laughs> Tim Gilliland, straightforward, but the doc fee knocks the grade down for me. B. Brian Sedlatko if you can afford a Porsche, more power to you. A, Johnny Z. Fradley. C, not too bad. At least they aren't taking their customers to the cleaners. <laughs> take him, you have, take some, him, you uh, have You have some comedians over there. I, I love my YouTubers. I, <laughs> uh, for me, again, they're the greatest. I, I, I think I'm going to go agree with the B grade on it, uh, just because that that silly little doc fee. Um, why? Why have that on a hundred and twenty thousand dollar car? It's at, at that point just just include it and be done with it. And there's the price. Boom. Yeah. But it but it is a, a luxury car and yeah. like I it's Porsche is a status symbol still. So yeah. beef for me.
0: You yeah, just just as a general mm-hmm. observation on luxury cars, I read this the other day. I think it was Automotive News. Ferrari, and I, I wish I could remember the numbers. Ferrari makes more net profit. Than Ford or General Motors or a lot of the la- really large manufacturers. Now, Ferrari, they only sell, and again, I, I, I'm sorry I don't have the numbers here. 10,000. They sell in the hundreds of cars a year. Oh, okay. That was way high. Yeah, I mean, very, very, very small. Uh, and they make a huge profit per car.
2: That's because and, they have one guy, Giuseppe uh, Ferrari, yeah. making them.
0: yeah. And uh, I, think they make a, I think they make like hundreds of thousands of dollars per car. And um, they have one car that is, uh, I'm sorry for the general numbers. I'll have to find the article and make it right. But they have one, one car that uh, sells for, I think, $20 million. <laughs> What's and, it cost it, and it has no roof. And something. Oh, no windshield. There's
1: no wind, you know, windshield. It's a.
0: It's a, <laughs> They only build like eight of them. And you have to wear goggles. <laughs> and you have to wear goggles. And so these these filthy rich people, you know, they buy one, they put it in their garage, and they say, "You want to see my Ferrari?" I yeah. mean, uh, and uh, and that is the kind of thing that is interesting to me uh, about luxury car deals. Uh, the, The people that are the luxury car dealers are just getting fat and happy now because, as you know, that the wealthy people are wealthier than they've ever been and they're buying more Ferraris and Porsches and
3: uh, Miseratis and the rest of them than anything else, Rick. I, I watched a video on that just last night where they were talking about Dubai with all the money that they have there. Oh, yeah. The whole idea of owning a supercar there is to have the only one in the country of that car. Yeah. And there's one particular model of Ferrari called the Enzo Ferrari. That might be the one I'm This might be the Monza. There literally were only three ever made. Oh. And so one of these cars, though, is there in Dubai, and because the person couldn't afford the payments on it, they basically hopped on an airplane and flew out because in Dubai, if you don't make your car payments, they will put you in jail, put you in prison. <laughs> and cut your hands off. And they just... <laughs> abandoned this car in a parking lot at the airport. And it's one of these that is just sitting there covered in sand and dirt and dust. And it's one of only three of these Ferraris ever made. And wow. there it sits abandoned. Yeah.
1: The laws are different in Dubai.
3: Oh, big time. <laughs> wow. whole different world. I just there. looked well,
1: this thing it?
2: up. Where's the camera? <laughs> I'll send it to you, Jonathan. That's the one you're talking about?
0: Uh How much is it?
2: Um I didn't go to the price, but it doesn't have a windshield or a roof. It's called the Monza. Um they are they're, they're a type of car called a barchetta. One seats, uh one seats, two. One seat, no no
0: roof and yeah. no
2: windshield. Wow. I can't see the, the I'm looking for a price. You wanna see the picture? Anyway, I'm gonna give Porsche. Porsche.
1: We'll show the I'm gonna give we'll champion Porsche a, a C. Show the audience. Yeah. That is something to take a look at. Yeah. There you go. What do you think? Oops. Yeah. We'll, we'll try later.
0: <laughs> I'm gonna give him a C because we don't have any other Porsches on there, and uh, we don't know what the other Porsche. We'll have to shop another Porsche dealer to get an idea. But a uh, C. I mean, if you if you're a multimillionaire and you want to spend hundreds of thousand dollars on a car, buy one from Champion Porsche. They're okay. It could be worse. Yeah.
2: I mean, it could have been a complete disaster.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And if you if you got that much money, why should you care about a six hundred ninety nine dollar dock fee? Eight ninety right? yeah. nine.
1: Okay, 69. folks. Uh, here's my vote. Um, my vote is a D minus, and uh, I want to be treated differently if I'm going to be purchasing a luxury car, a whole lot differently. Um, everything here, um, I just didn't. I didn't feel the love. Uh, I, I didn't feel anything. As a matter of fact, you
2: feel a little rushed. <laughs>
1: hmm?
2: You felt a little rushed. <laughs> you know.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. That's a good way to put it. I felt very rushed, and uh, this uh, Taycan, uh I didn't. I didn't feel the soul, the spirit of uh, of the young horse. You know, just uh, jogging along. You, you know, a, you got uh, to
2: challenge that take to a race in your in your um, Model S plaid.
1: There you go. And it's also uh, the Cayenne. I mean, I, they come up with all these great names, uh, Hot Pepper Spicy. and uh, this uh, light-spirited horse. I just didn't feel, you know, comfortable with this mystery shopper report because it was a luxury dealership. So for Champion Porsche, again, I give you ad eight ninety nine for a, a fee. Come on, please. Okay, uh, Mr. Car Dealer. Uh, I, we
0: have time, and... Uh We, uh, if we have any text out there, uh, I had a couple interesting things that I saw in automotive news. Um, this is you've heard us talk about electric vehicles a lot on this show, and uh, you know, the country is evenly divided almost, I think. Uh, either you hate the idea of EVs or you love the idea of EVs, also autonomous, the same sort of a thing. Uh, it's uh. It's amazing to think that Toyota really missed the ball. And as you know, we have a Toyota dealership, uh, and uh, you we're obviously interested in Toyota. But uh, electric vehicles um, for Toyota, uh, suddenly they switched and said, okay, now we're going to build EVs. Uh, Toyota says by 2026, they'll have an EV they're selling uh, that will have a range, a battery range of over 900 miles. So that's how fast they're trying to get back in the race again. Right. They, really, they almost they missed the race, and now they're back in. Yeah, you, they uh, got to make a big, big entrance.
2: Yeah. yeah
1: I think Koji's going to do a real good job as CEO. Koji. Huh? Good. I, Koji. My, I
2: can never remember his name. Thank you. Koji. Koji. I, Koji, 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 I remember Shada. that. Hey, you got Shada. time for anonymous feedback? Yeah. Okay. Um, we're getting chastised here. I just saw your mystery shop of Prince Chevrolet of Tipton, Georgia, 1700 dollars in added fees, and you're giving them all high marks. Come on, guys, um, I just lost my spot. You know it's that spam. You, have you noticed that we're getting spam on uh, spam on the uh, Yes. Uh, spam just came. Oh, there we go. Come on, guys, you're all slipping. <laughs> Everyone does it, Does't it, make it OK. I say this every time I comment on your videos. I will not buy from anyone who adds dishonest fees to, to a vehicle. My last two I bought from you, EST, and will continue to do that as long as I live here in Florida. You got to get tough on these dealers with dishonest fees, and maybe give them a decent grade on out-the-door price and low grade on honesty. I mean, we, we've talked yeah. about splitting up the grades or like having categories, um, and it is—it makes sense. A one grade, looking at a grade, you don't know what it's for. There could be, you know,
0: and, and our advice on buying is to. Find out about the junk fees ahead of time and then let them know that you know that about the junk fees. Now you can say, listen, you've got uh, $1,500 in junk fees. Uh, I want you to give me the out-the-door price and include whatever junk fees you want to. i got to have the out-the-door price. And then I will buy from the dealer that gives me the lowest. You can, you can, why should you care if a bunch of junk fees are being charged if you have those in the quoted out-the-door price so you can shop and compare? If you want to buy a car, you're going to have to buy it somewhere. And if all the dealers are going to have some junk fees, just take it from the dealer that gives you the lowest out-the-door price. Instead of getting into this moral, ethical argument about junk fees, right. look at Althador Price. Bottom line, yeah. right? That's that's absolutely
2: true. I,
1: I agree with Anonymous. You know, um, I'm looked at as whatever you n- labeled me. Uh, but uh, come on, just because one dealer does it and so many other dealers do it, we have to be. You know complacent yeah, there's um, an argument I for us to i be don't more think so that. i, I yeah. really i really don't think so and i'm not being hard on these dealers you know but uh come on guys let's give us a break 899 uh, for champion um uh, you know for this last mystery shop uh that we just did this is a luxury car dealership the way you're treated is a whole lot different. I don't care if anyone says, hey, you can afford to go into the uh, Porsche dealership. It, You, you know, uh, who cares how you are treated? Of time. Who cares whether you pay so $899? i am going to have the
0: last word here. The last word is this show is a show on how to buy a car without being ripped off. How to buy a car. If you have to buy a car and all the dealers that sell that car have dealer fees and you have a moral, ethical argument about dealer fees, you won't be able to buy a car. So we're saying, given the evil, we don't like it, we don't condone it, but we're going to find the dealer that gives you the lowest price, whether it includes truck fees or not. uh, We're an advice on where to buy cars, not a moral, uh, ethical uh, argument. I I understand
1: completely what you're saying, and you did write a column. You know that we do um you know we have to vote on the curve otherwise like you said there won't be anywhere to purchase a vehicle so buyer beware knowledge is power ladies and gentlemen thank you for joining us today we had a great time don't forget you can go to www.bigdogbranchrescue.org and take a look at roy he is definitely worth looking at have a wonderful weekend we'll see you right back here next saturday morning at 8 a.m